You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Pod. Ryan Hickey, George Bremer here with you. Make sure you are downloading, liking, and subscribing. Because I have a feeling, George, these next seven games, there's going to be a lot of talk about here, good or bad, as uh, Jeff Saturday does go to 1-0 in his career as head coach. And a large part of the reason on Sunday against the Raiders, George, uh, reason for that victory was this Colts defense played really well for the most part outside of Devon Tam just, just torching him. And in the Gus Bradley revenge game, they do come up with, with the, uh, not a goal line stamp per se, but an end zone stab to win the game. You mentioned this is a Grover Stewart stand podcast. So I'll let you take it away and give him his proper flowers. Yeah, first of all, I wanted to lead with this. I just want everyone to know, like I, I want to forget the quarterback change, forget the win. <laughs> Grover Stewart tackled the quarterback and an offensive lineman at the same time. I don't remember that happening before. Matt Ryan can't do that. I know that. I think he, he will be the first to say it. Uh, no, I, this guy is something else. Um, you know, his, his ability to, to, to get into the backfield, wreak havoc. And I think the best part of it is he's one of the most good-natured guys on the team. He's always laughing no matter, no matter when you see him. Uh, he, he makes chicken wings in his kitchen sink, and, and apparently they're the greatest wings uh, known to man. I don't know if there's anything Grover Stewart can't do. I haven't seen it yet, uh, but that play to me was insane. I think it helped set the tone for the day. I mean, when I've seen guys push the lineman back into the quarterback before. He literally just said, forget this. I'm just going to tackle <laughs> both of you, and it should have counted as two sacks. I, I think that, you know, they've got to – you can lobby the official score sometimes. Get that second sack in there for 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 Grover Stewart. It's the first double sack on a play in NFL history. I, I'm with you. We start making a Grover Stewart specific stat here. Cause that was, that was one of the most impressive plays of the game. Uh, and that's considering, you know, we saw a nice 66 yard run from Jonathan Taylor too. That just goes to show you. It's, it's every week with Grover Stewart. And I'm glad at least that you were not getting used to it, you know, cause it's sometimes easy mm-hmm. to kind of get numb to greatness, but to Grover's Grover's credit, he's making it hard to do that each week with another impressive play, another impressive push, another impressive, just, just owning of another offensive lineman, he continues to be one of the bright spots and consistent players for this Colts all season long. It's great to see, but, oh, you know, I you tweeted during the game, George. I thought you were spot on. This game had a commander's feel to it at times where Colts offense has done, you know, some good things enough to get them into a lead in the fourth quarter, and you're lying on your defense. I believe it was a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter against the commanders that they could not hold. Um, 
in their eventual loss. And this time you have the Colts, you know, Paris Campbell scores late. You're relying on defense to get a stop. The Raiders starting to move the ball. Devonta Adams is like Hercules carrying four guys at one point to the first down. And he's a human cheat code. That he was is. unreal. With his ability to get open, with his ability just to, as a frail, I mean, I don't say, okay, it's unfair to call someone frail as an NFL player, but he's, he's more of a string bean, we'll say, and he still, he powered his way to get that first down for sure. And again, outside of him, right, He he's one of those unstoppable players you knew, Derek Carr, especially when you had Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR, that that was going to be a guy who's going to be targeted uh, early and often. And it's crazy to say for a guy, George, that, let's see, finished with nine catches for 126 yards and a touchdown, the Colts did a relatively, relatively good job. But I thought they did, a, honestly, a relatively good job considering this is one of the best offensive weapons in the game considering he's going to get, you know, he had 14 targets. He's going to get the ball a ton. And the Colts, again, for the most part, they did a pretty good job in making sure that he was, you know, double covered as much as possible and limiting him and not allowing him to beat them, I mean, especially late. You saw Derek Carr targeting uh, Adams late and the Colts would make enough plays to win the game. Well, they put Stephon Gilmore on him late. And I think that was one of the big moves. They changed there, the game. Uh, you know, that, that absolutely had to happen. Uh, but, you know, the thing is they kept him from winning the game. Like you said, that, there's been times you can go back through the years. There have been times where Rob Gronkowski or Julio Jones or somebody's beaten this team pretty much by himself. Uh, they didn't let Devontae Adams do that today, and it felt like a day he wanted to. You know, he was he was really trying to make that happen, uh, and the Colts didn't let it happen. I, while we're talking about, you know, the defense in, in, in the plays, Bobby Okereke on third down before the last – play uh you know before stefan gilmore got the the pass breakup or i guess pass denial there's not a stat for that but just made sure that Devontae adams had no chance to catch that last pass the third down okereke gets in there knocks what was an absolute touchdown pass away i believe it was foster moreau uh yes. who, who he was on that's that's an amazing play by by bobby okereke that ball uh he got beat on the play the ball was exactly where it needed to be it's in the tight end's hands, and he just slapped it away. That's a game-winning play by Bobby O'Karake. And I don't want to get too caught with the moment, but like the, the crazy part about that play, too, is like you saw no panic. Like you said, he was beat, and the ball was a great throw by Derek Carr, but it's almost like whether it was coaching or just instincts, he knew, all right, I'm beat. So you see most guys, most offenders, when they're beat, kind of put their hand like up to try to like deflect it before it gets to re receiver's hands. He kind of waited, you know, I'm not going to hit it, so I'm just going to wait for it. And then it was this, I thought, the smoothest, kind of almost cool, it's just, Back down, like right there, like, oh, you're, you're just going to, you know, you just wait for him and then boom, kind of take away any thought and any joy that potentially could have uh, given Raiders fans. That was smooth, and you saw no panic there from Okereke, and that, like I said, could have been a game-deciding play. I was looking at the. I was looking for the Dikembe Mutombo finger shake after that one, because that's <laughs> that what it was. Cool. It was a straight-up straight up swat, badass. you know, NBA-style, you know, back-in-your-face kind of thing. The other guy who had a huge game, uh, Isaiah Rogers Sr. needs to be on mm -hmm. this list. He had a really good day. He got beat a couple times with Devontae Adams, but that just makes him human. Um, but the the other guy I think was huge was, was Zaire Franklin. I mean, he was flying all over the field. He came off the field for a little while. I think they were checking for a concussion. Uh, looked like he took a really big blow from the fullback uh, on a play in the second half there, but he came right back in there. He was everywhere. He's been that way all year. But particularly, I, there was one play, I want to say early in the second half, where they kind of ran a screen play. The defense almost got to the quarterback. It's basically Zaire Franklin in the open field. If Jacobs makes a miss, he's maybe going to the house, and he just shut him down. It was a loss on the play. And, and, and you look at that, I think a lot of times Franklin kind of gets put into this box as kind of an old-time, you know, telephone booth kind of linebacker, stop the run. But if you get him in space, you, you kind of have him where you want him. 
think he's proven again and again this year. He can make. He's a modern NFL linebacker. He can make the plays. Uh, a great season, and I think one of the highlights of him for this year today out there. Great job by Zaire Franklin. And look, it's also tough because you're never going to replace Shaq Leonard. What he brings, just the intangible, the leadership, the fire that he brings on the field, and obviously his ability to take the ball away at any any moment is a game changing. You know, very few players have that uh, in the NFL. But it has made at least the loss of Shaq, which has basically been for you know 95 percent of the season. It's made it a little easier stomach. Like this is still a really, really good Colts defense, and they're missing one of the best defensive players in the game. And like you mentioned, Zion Franklin has been a big reason why this year, along with Okereke, both of them have been a huge reason why. Like you have not, you the Colts have not felt Shaq Leonard's absence as probably as much as they should. And it's a credit to them for filling in. Again, you're never going to fill in, you know to his level or greater, but they've done a great job of closing the gap and making his uh, absence not feel again as, as key as it should really be. And the, the other guy, you know, who had a huge game and left, Quiddy Pay. I mean, we keep talking about them playing mm-hmm. without guys. Quiddy Pay was having a huge game again, big impact off the edge in, in the past game, but he's also a huge part of the run defense. He comes out, um, and I think that was, you know, the defense was able to survive that. They were able to find a way to, to do enough to make the plays. Uh, also should mention the guy who plays next to Grover Stewart. He's pretty good too. Uh, DeForest Buckner has been on some kind of run. I don't know if it's four sacks in five weeks. It might be five straight weeks with the sack. Uh, but as much as, as Grover Stewart deserves all the love and, and his position doesn't normally get it, I think DeForest Buckner's having an all-pro kind of year. It'll be interesting to see how the voting goes. Uh, but there's not a week that goes by that much like Grover, he doesn't blow up at least one drive single-handedly. He's been incredible. And again, everyone, you start to look like the, the team is starting to get more consistent. They're starting to get more of a you know consistent pass rush. And secondary, like you said, it's been very steady. Eddie, there's one screenshot that is that is just so funny, if you can find it on Twitter. The one player, Derek Carr, threw it where there's literally four Colts in the area. Devonta Adams, you can see it was just, I've never seen a quarterback attempt a pass like that before, but... It just goes to show, like this Colts defense. They they kind of knew, you know, they routed the football. They know who, who the guy is that they're going to target. And look to, to Gus Bradley's credit, it was a slow start, right? We were kind of crushing them after that uh, week one effort against Houston, where they only scored twenty points, but it felt like Houston kind of down the game. And then in week two, you just get owned by Jacksonville. They really turned around outside of really one half against the Titans in that first half in the week four game. They just were just completely blown out of the water. They've done a, a really good job at you know clamping down and not allowing big plays, and just consistently getting stops week in and week out. I think one of the keys, you know, I, I'm on record as saying whoever the next head coach is needs to go up to South Bend and hand over a blank check to Harry Heasey and bring him here to be the offensive line coach. I'm sticking to that. I think the number two thing might be retaining Gus Bradley, keeping him I'm here as you. a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, the job that he's done this year has been a playoff caliber job. I think they this, this defense proves again and again week after week that, that you know, they are that defense now. They got a big test ahead of them next week, too, with Jalen Hurts and that Eagles offense. Uh, and A.J. Brown's going to probably have a lot of the same cheat code qualities that Devontae Adams has. But uh, this defense, week in and week out, uh, like you said, the first couple of weeks, it took them a little while to, to kind of get their feet. But to do all this without Shaq Leonard, too, um, you, you notice that most in the takeaways, that's where he, where you can tell he's missing. Uh, it's still the one thing this defense probably would like to do a little bit better. But they're just—they're not giving up points, and that's the number one job you have. Hundred percent, they've been doing a great job and have been very consistent all season long, and helped lead to a twenty-five twenty Colts win over the Raiders. Last thing here, George, is we 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 talked about the top, but I feel like we can't finish this podcast without getting one more dig at Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I think another thing that was clear, uh, if we want to take a third takeaway from this game, 
is that the Colts dodge a bullet big time and, and Josh Jones backing out five years ago because this guy, look, you can have talent. He has talent in Vegas. Now they've been banged up a little bit this year and offensively they've not had, you know, all their weapons out there at the same time for the most part. But you look at whether it's the beginning of the game or at the first quarter, again, you couldn't tell which team is being coached by a first-time head coach because the Raiders are just that dysfunctional. They lose a game. The offense can't adjust in the second half whatsoever. This is, I think it's fair to say, five years later. I know there are a lot of Colts fans that were happy to see Frank Frank leave and you know, maybe want him even you know, out earlier than, than uh, when he was fired uh, on Monday. But one thing's clear, the Colts got very, very, very lucky that Josh Rutano said no and Frank Reich was there because, boy, oh, boy, this guy is terrible. He's awful. There's no question about it. They dodged the bullet. Uh, and some guys are just meant to be coordinators. You see that, you know, across the league. Some guys get that head job, and you can just tell uh, that's that's not where their best role is. And I and I think Josh McDaniels, uh, if you didn't know it after his role in Denver, it's certainly looking that way in Vegas. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, it'll be nice to see another city deal with sort of chaos and and the whirlwind that happens uh, when you have all kinds of craziness going around your head coach. Uh, this week, it'll be nice for me to sit back, hopefully enjoy a Monday without any breaking <laughs> news. Uh, that would be fun to do. So you, I'm trying to think. So we've had Matt Ryan benched, Marcus Brady fired, Frank Reich fired. I think you're right. Knock, I'm knocking on wood here, George, for you. But this is going to be the first Monday in almost a month where it, it should, because again, you never know with this team, it should be pretty quiet on the home front. I've learned anything this year to take nothing <laughs> for granted. True. But, uh, I mean, this was a pretty big win, uh, and I think the Colts have the right to celebrate this for a day, the 24-hour rule, and get ready for what's going to be uh, a big matchup with what I would assume will be uh, slightly irritated Nick Sirianni on next Sunday when they come in to for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's true. And assuming they beat the Commanders on Monday, this should be a clash of undefeateds, if you will. The 9-0 Eagles taking on the 1-0 Jeff Saturday-like Colts. They do beat the Raiders 25-20 to in Jeff Saturday's debut, making it look easy that, hey, anyone can be a head coach in the NFL. Even if you just come off the street that week and do it, you can absolutely get a win. Or maybe at least anyone can be the Raiders. Maybe we'll just we'll leave it at that for, for right now and kind of let Jeff Saturday's second game kind of maybe show you how hard it is to win in the NFL. So that'll do it. This post-game edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. Make sure you are downloading and subscribing to Pod wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're always up to date on all things Colts. To stay up to date when we're not on the air, kind of talking about whatever's going on in Colts. So make sure you're following George on Twitter at GM Bremer. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Ryan underscore Hickey number three. We're constantly giving you thoughts on the Colts going on and kind of the news leading up to the pod and leading up to each game day. So bask in what is a very surprising Colts win as Jeff Saturday is officially the wingest coach. Uh, percentage-wise in NFL history. So that is, that is nice to see for sure. So we will be back on Wednesday morning with a, a midweek pod to still kind of wrap up what has been a, a very great debut, assuming we don't have an emergency pod on Monday like we've had the past few weeks, which, again, like you, you're right, George. Nothing and nothing would surprise you, but George is crossing his fingers that this is a calm and quiet Monday for the first time in, in basically a month. So have a great start to your week, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod.